First time since the offseason, but we've talked about him before. We're back at it talking Patrick Kane rumors today in the Locked On Sabres podcast. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms get issued apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Sabres enter a new week, one point out of a playoff spot. We've got updates from practice, injured players to get you updated on, a lot of guys returning to practice, one that is still away, an update on Peyton Krebs. And we're just going to burn the tape on Sabres and Penguins. It feels right to do. Uh, four to nothing at the hands of Pittsburgh in a game where they you just it's so deflating, right? Like, here they can go string some points back to back, really get going here to take a playoff spot away. And you still got these meh games where here are the offense just not performing. And yeah, maybe you wanted some more saves from Ukapeka Lukanen, but a struggle nonetheless for the Sabres. And we're going to make this a burn the tape game uh, from Saturday night against the Pittsburgh Penguins especially because we got a lot to get to on today's show. Next up is the Boston Bruins Tuesday. We'll have more on that game coming up on our next show. But again, the focus of today's show is centered around Patrick Kane. There are more rumors and maybe the most intense rumors we have ever heard tying Kane and the Sabres together. I've got something for you on that in a little bit. But first, let's get through some of the updates from practice. Sabres had a full skate on Monday. A couple of updates to get you, one of which is not so good news. Alex Tuck still progressing from his injury that forced him to miss both games on the weekend. He will not be ready by Tuesday night's game against the Bruins. Don Granado said Friday is a good target for him. Um, so we'll see if Tuck can return a little bit later in the week, but he will not play against the Boston Bruins. Remember, in Boston last year, one of the best wins of the season, Darlene, full-length ice pass to Tuck, beats out the icing. He goes behind the back to Cousins uh, to tie it up. And then Tuck won it in overtime. One of his best games, his his me- most memorable games to date, is that game in Boston last year. And they could use him against a Bruins team that is right back at the top of the league, uh, but they won't have him. So we'll see more on lines for Tuesday. but. What we saw for lines on Monday were Thompson centering Skinner and Cousins. Cousins still playing on the wing uh, with Thompson and Skinner. Middlestat centering Paterka and Greenway. Paterka getting some reps here on the right side, despite the fact that he's more typically suited to play the left side. Tyson Joe centering Kyle Oposo and Zemgus Girgensen. So Oposo ahead of his 1,000th game. So there will be a ceremony before puck drop between the Sabres and the Bruins, and there'll be a ceremony for Oposo's 1,000th game. I was in attendance for Jason Pominville's 1,000th game in in an awesome game where the Sabres destroyed Ottawa um, way back when. Is that the last? That that might be the last 1,000th game. There will be another one this season, by the way. Jeff Skinner 
is 53 games away from getting to 1,000. But anyways, on a Poso, the first 10,000 fans in attendance will get a commemorative stick case uh, for a Poso, from a Poso. So uh, if you're in attendance, be looking out for that. Peyton Krebs centering Lucas Rusek and Victor Olsen. Now, Krebs did not play Saturday. We didn't know why. And Granado finally confirmed on Monday it was a family matter as what to why uh, Krebs didn't play. So end any reckless speculation or the idea that he was even healthy scratched. Uh, he has not performed well offensively, but he has been doing his normal thing defensively. Uh, Krebs will not uh, miss any more time, it looks like, and he'll play against the Bruins. Um, hope all the happening with uh, his family matters going well now. Uh, Brandon Byro, Zach Benson are both rotating in, both returning to practice. Benson hopefully can get back soon. He's got three more games to go on that nine-game sample. I would love to see him uh, for sure and still feel like there's a chance he makes the team, and that might be made easier now that Matthew Savoy was sent back to the WHL, which, by the way, I was very surprised by. The guy spent three months in the organization, two of those weeks, down with the Amherst, played preseason games. Uh, actually, he did not play preseason games, excuse me, but he was practicing with the team uh, for a, a stretch here, and they only wanted to see three minutes. I almost wonder if they did that just so the AHL games that he played, the league wouldn't start looking weirdly at them, if you know what I mean. Uh, but, but, but anyways, all that to mean, Savoy's out of the way. Kulik is still down in Rochester. Benson, I do believe, still has an opportunity to win a job for the entire season. And now that he, if he's getting back healthy at 100%, that will be uh, the biggest test for him for sure. In goal, we also had some updates. Devin Levi likely to play against Boston. Eric Comrie is practicing. He was splitting reps with UPL at one end. Levi had his own net at the other end. Typically, that means that Levi would be the guy uh, to play the next game, which is tomorrow night. But Comrie coming back in, in short order here, man, I don't know what that means. I, do you go one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three? Do you go one, one, two, three? What, like, what's the rotation uh, going to be going forward? Do you play the hot hand? Do you make sure Levi is always a part of the mix because he's the guy whose development you care the most about? Um, I don't know. Levi's going to play Tuesday. I would not take Levi out of the mix no matter what. I do believe that how I would play it, this is, a, this is tough. This is a tough way to approach it. I would go Levi splitting the net with whoever the hot hand is between Comrie and Lukanen. And the other between Comrie and Lukanen is kind of out of the rotation. They could stay here and practice. Um, I still think they should try to find a solution and get rid of one of these three, one of these two. Levi, you're obviously not doing anything with. Um, but nothing seems imminent. And then finally, a change uh, at the power play. You've got Skinner on the top unit moving to the front of the net. And that's a move I like. I've been asking for for all season. I don't love Skinner on that right wall. Um, I don't believe he has the capability to make the passes cross ice to do that. Um, Cousins is going to slide to the middle, the uh, the high slot. Middle stat will play on the right. Thompson on the left. Darlene in the back on the umbrella. I like Middlestad on the top unit, and I like the idea of him playing over on the right. So I like this change, and we'll see uh, if they get any results out of it. The second unit now, Oposto in front of the net, Olofsson on the right wall, Paterka on the left wall, Krebs in the high slot, and Power on the back end. That unit, 
I guess that what else can you really do at this point? Try anything. I like Krebs on the power play. Um, and Olsen, try to get anything out of this guy as possible. As we talk about the power play, that to me is a good, a good leeway into Patrick Kane and more rumors that he's going to be a Buffalo Sabre. We'll talk about that when we come back here in the Lockdown Sabres podcast. We are presented by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, plenty more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you will always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need, the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP, bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only for U.S. customers. Sneaky Jody Biasi at Sneaky Joe Sports on Twitter, back here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. More rumors that Patrick Kane could be on his way to the Buffalo Sabres. You had the guys from after the whistle, uh, Pat Andrew Peters and Craig Revey, tweeting out that there are uh, rumblings in South Buffalo. South Buffalo is rumbling. Chad Dedeminisis from Expected Buffalo tweeting about Kane dispelled a little bit the idea there was a rumor out there that there was a two-year deal on the table for Patrick Kane, and Chad kind of putting that uh, aside for a second here. He said, not so fast with that. Um, we'll see. He did say a few numbers he heard range from three to $4 million, but please don't run with that. Uh, not confirming, just sharing something that he had heard. So again, we don't really have concrete reporting on any of this yet, but there's just more and more noise. And just from my own vantage point, I've heard some of that noise. I've heard some of that noise that makes me think that they are legitimately considering signing Patrick Kane or even trying hard to get him signed. Um, I don't know to what degree, but I do believe the Sabres are active uh, in this search. In this, do you want to call it a, uh, a free agent frenzy? A whatever you want to call it. Like they are trying to recruit Patrick Kane is would be my guess, uh, given that all the noise we've heard dating back months, the connection that both Kevin Adams has to Kane from their playing days together in Chicago and the connection that Don Granato has to uh, coaching him when he was assistant coach for Chicago. So on Kane, just to restart where I'm at, how I've changed a little bit, and where I see Kane fitting in should the Sabres actually do this. My Let me start with my biggest concern still. My biggest concern on Kane is still, and really always has been, the decline of the player, what we saw last year, and that he had a surgery that there is almost no example of a guy coming back to form after having it. He had the hip resurfacing procedure that it's been documented now is almost impossible to come back from at a high level. Nicholas Backstrom of the Washington Capitals is the most recent example of this. He had this hip resurfacing procedure. He's played 47 games dating back to last year, played eight games this year, and said that he's stepping away and doesn't know if he'll ever be able to play again. He tried, 
and it just wasn't there. Backstrom was completely shot, and again, he's going to step away and try to get healthy. Ed Jovanowski, got to go way back for this one, about a decade ago. Ed Jovanowski had this procedure. He played 37 games after it and then retired. Ryan Kessler had this procedure in his mid-30s. He never played again. Now, to be fair, maybe Backstrom's close, but Jovanowski, Kessler, these guys are not on the level of Patrick Kane. I get that. And that is why I'm more open to him being able to give any sort of value to a club than those guys were after this injury. But I'm going to be skeptical until I see him play regularly in the NHL at a consistent level that this is something that he can come back from. I just don't know. And it's incredibly risky. Even if you like the idea, even if you want to take the risk, you got to admit that it is a risk because that's where I'm at especially if any of these rumors about a multi-year contract are true. I don't like the idea of that. I would be, I'm, I'm not, I've opened my mind a little bit. Like, you know what? All right. Look at the power play. Look how bad it's gotten. And Victor Olsen in the lineup. Give me anybody, but him, this would be, give me anybody, but him, wouldn't it? I, I gotta, Hey, I gotta, I gotta live up to my own word here. I've said I would take anybody playing in this lineup. than Victor Olsen. Well, this is anybody. This is one guy that could be that. And even if you go back to my shows from the offseason where I was kind of campaigning against this idea, part of my reasoning was I hated the idea of him and Olsen coexisting in the same lineup. Because to me, even though their skill sets are different, the role, the value in which you want them to provide is similar. They are very, very one-dimensional offensive players that are not going to give you much other than some goals and some power play production. But Olofsson is not scoring or giving power play production. So he's not really doing anything at this point. I'd rather let Kane jump in there and see if he could do anything. But again, it's gotta be at the right price. One year deal. Does he want to just come home, live out his dream of being a Buffalo Sabre and he wants to sign for, it doesn't even matter to me what the money is. They've got so much cap space um, that for this year, who cares? If you want to give him 6 million bucks, as long as it's only one year to me, as long as it's only one year, um, there's not a deal that really could, that could be that bad for them in my opinion, but there is declining production. Also 92 points two years ago, Last year, dealing with that hip injury, 57 points in 73 games. The power play production has slowly decreased as well. Three years ago, three years ago, if you go back to 2021, his power play production was one of the best in the league still. Then it started to taper off, and last year it really started to drop. But again, that could be the hip, and I'm sure him and his agent are telling teams that has now been corrected. And even last year, while it dropped a lot, you know, last year it was 31 or excuse me, 22 points on the power play in, in 73 games uh, out of his 57. So if you look at that, I mean, it's still better than what Olsen's given you. That to me is what the Sabres must be thinking. It is that we don't have the answers on the power play. We don't know what else to do. We were kind of out of guys to shuffle around. You could try to put Paterka on the top lump pair, but I wonder if they're feeling like they don't have a better idea and that Kane could come in. And the biggest problem with the team right now, which you could probably say is the power play, he'll come in and correct that. And that is where the that's the value in which he will provide. So 
that's kind of where I I would see it from their vantage point. It's a power play signing. Um, and this this I, this thought will always be in the back of my mind um, for Kane. How much of the motivation for them is to help get fans back in the arena? Because you know what? It's better than it was a year ago, and it's infinitely better than it was two years ago. But it's not great yet. It's still not great. It's there's a slow work in progress, right? And the, the lack of winning at home, especially, I is definitely is definitely harming that. But if you look at October in the NHL and you look at uh, attendance for the Sabers, um, I mean they're still near the bottom of the league. Again, it is up. In fact, NHL attendance change over last season. The Sabres have had the third highest increase. Uh, only Chicago and New Jersey have had a higher increase in attendance um, in the NHL from last year to this year. But again, still pretty low. So that's a start on Kane. Do they think he'll help put butts in the seats and sell jerseys and help the financial part of it while also helping the on-ice product? Where would he play? This is something I want to get into when we come back. The five-on-five lines. How would he fit in? Because the right side of the lineup right now, while Jack Quinn is getting healthy, does look thin. Where would you slot Kane in? I've got my potential Kane lines when we come back here on the Locked on Sabres podcast um, with Jody Biasi. We are presented by Sleeper. Love fantasy football. You got Bills and Broncos on Monday night. Uh, you can check out some of the daily stuff for them. Maybe you've got, hey, maybe you're in your sleeper league and you're trying to get a trade in before the deadline. You can check them out uh, on the sleeper app. You could be winning big playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy hockey app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleepers are number one choice for daily fantasy hockey because of Sleeper. You can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. Uh, Check out player props, who will record more or less in terms of shots, goals, assists, saves, plus minus even, or more in a given game. To win 100 times your bet on Sleeper, correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats, and then you can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention. Nail your picks so you can start winning big. And when you do, use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL. You're going to get up to a $100 match in your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Final segment here in the Lockdown Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. What to do with Patrick Kane? Should the Buffalo Sabres sign him? I mentioned there were a couple of rumors locally about him. And the national writers, Elliot Friedman, Frank Saravelli, these guys are continuing to mention that the Sabres are one of the candidates. Chris Johnston from TSN was another one, along with Detroit, the New York Rangers, and Friedman mentioned the Florida Panthers on Monday morning as a team that's being aggressive, but don't have a lot of money to offer him and only can offer him a one-year deal. So that's what it looks like right now. Buffalo, Detroit, the New York Rangers, who we just played for, the Florida Panthers, and maybe we get another team or two. And Kane, more of the reporting says that he is trying to narrow down and make a decision in the next couple of weeks. So we'll see. Um, but it sounds like things are starting to ramp up. Where would he play? Now, we just talked about him on the power play and why that could be the motivating piece as to why the Sabres try to sign him and try to get this closed. Where would he fit? To me, on the power play, 
I would just put him in on the number one unit where Middlestat is currently playing. And I like Middlestat, and I, you know, maybe would rather see him in the high slot too. Um, but Skinner in the net front, Cousins in the high slot, Tage on the left wall in his one-timer, and Kane on the right side where he could set up plays from there. He could shoot from there. Dalene, and he's a great puck mover. And if especially if he's able to be stationary on that wall of the power play, I think Kane can help them in a big way. You slide Middlestat back down to that second unit, and he and Paterka can kind of be the engine that drives that second that second unit until Jack Quinn gets back. Well, what about the lines? What about five-on-five lines? If you check us out on our YouTube channel, which, by the way, you can uh, like and subscribe us uh, if you want to do that. Uh, show the lines that we got here that I've created, pot- just potential Kane lines. Like, how could they start uh, if they were to sign him? And this is pre-Jack Quinn return, because I still think that that's probably January uh, at this point in time. Thompson, Tuck, and Skinner, you keep them together. The line idea I like for Kane is putting it with two guys that can move, that can stay skate, can take away some of the workload off what he does best, which is puck carrying, playmaking, and allow him to kind of be the secondary both playmaker and shooter on a given line. I'm putting him with Dylan Cousins and J.J. Paterka. Again, those guys can fly up and down the ice. Cousins can kind of be the two-way guy, hoping that he can continue to improve on that. Paterka, by the way, I think has improved on that a little bit as well. And Kane can play with two young guys. They're going to have that energy and uh, can kind of be the veteran presence um, with those two. So that's the line that I would put Kane on to start. He's on the right. It allows Paterka to go back to the left. Um, and maybe you put Quinn back in there once he gets healthy, but until Quinn gets hurt, I just think maybe you make Patrick Kane your Jack Quinn replacement for the time being. Line three, by the way, if you see it there on our YouTube channel, I still got Zach Benson in there, uh, and this is assuming it's healthy in the next couple days and week, in week, uh, week or so, uh, with Casey Middlestat and Jordan Greenway. Listen, I didn't really have a great guy to put on the right side. I don't want to see Victor Olofsson in this lineup if Patrick Kane is going to end up on this team. So I put Jordan Greenway on the right side, uh, physical presence, and I didn't really like the idea of Benson having to play on his offside, which he might not be comfortable with as a rookie, as an 18-year-old rookie. So I put Greenway over there with Middlestat and Benson, and then Krebsger and Sinsoposo. So just an idea. Uh, let me know the line you like with Kane. Hit us up in our comment section or on Twitter at Lockdown Sabres or at Sneaky Joe Sports for the line you would like to see Patrick Kane on should he play for the Buffalo Sabres this season. So we'll keep track of it. Uh, Kane rumors persist and uh, sound like it's, they're going to keep up for the next couple of weeks. Sabres and Bruins, Tuesday night. We'll talk about the game next time here on the show. It's going to be a tough one and it has the potential to be a bloodbath boston is right back at it as the best team in the nhl um and i can't believe i predicted their demise again and i look like an idiot again i'll never do it again until the next time i have the opportunity to and then i'll probably fall for the boss and it'll be bad trap uh once again thanks everybody for listening again reach out if you got an idea for kane on a line uh, or even on a power play and thanks for making us your first listen every day here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Talk to you tomorrow. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.